Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Greenest Grass Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Hines. I got called uh, I got called a know-it-all this week. And and that's okay. But it got me thinking. There is a fine line between being a know-it-all and I don't know, being like a knowledgeable or wise person. So when I got called this, I wanted to kind of differentiate the two and kind of talk about the two because I've always told people that work for me that it's okay to kind of be a know-it-all. It is okay. It's just not okay to act like one. And I think that's where the difference lies between being a know-it-all and being someone that is knowledgeable, being a wise person. So I think like when we're trying to identify or come up with a definition for a know-it-all, like to me, like in brief, a know-it-all parades their knowledge. And a knowledgeable person can speak intelligently about what they know. And they're discerning about the knowledge they accept into like their own belief system. You know, and these, I think these terms, like, these two terms, like, overlap to some degree. But I I believe that a wise person is not necessarily a know-it-all. It's really interesting, like, the the, the acquisition of knowledge in our lives, like, it involves hard work. I've talked about this a lot in The Greenest Grass. It involves hard work to know things, to learn things, to study things. It takes 10,000 hours. I've talked about that as well. That's an old Malcolm Gladwell stable. And that has to be respected. No doubt that has to be respected. And know-it-alls may be generally knowledgeable. Absolutely. But, you know, they these are the people that insist on pouring out their knowledge, like, on the slightest pretext. Whether the person listening is really interested or not, they just spew. So, like, whether, whether a know-it-all's expertise is in, I don't know, let's say, computing or politics... Any question at all, anything close that relates to that field, it's going to lead to an excess of information from the point of view, from the, from the listener, from the hearer, right? Like, to me, that just cannot be wise. Because the person that they're barraging with their knowledge will try to avoid that experience in the future, something similar in the future. They're going to avoid you. It's off-putting. It's a turnoff. It's not a core value of of the human condition. It's not. People do not enjoy it. Now, a knowledgeable person can talk fluently about their area of interest. It's not simply that they know a lot of facts. That's not what it is. But but they're aware on how they relate to each other. Does that make sense? Like, they hold their knowledge in such a way that they can answer questions which they, like, have never been asked before. Like, their knowledge is part of them, and it, it, it is, to a large extent, like, integrated with them. It's part of who they are. And I think a knowledgeable person is not necessarily always wise, because some areas of knowledge can be based on, like, flimsy foundations. You know, I call these, like, castles in the air. 
They really have no merit. They have no place. Behind any system of knowledge lies assumptions, which, like, if not relatively well-founded, they set a limit. They, they set a bar on the value of the knowledge gained. Like, think about that. Thusly, like, someone may know a huge amount about, I don't know, local gossip, but whether that is worth knowing or how it relates to truth or your environment, like, that's another matter. You ever hear someone, like, that just... You get done listening to them and you're like, man, I've never heard someone say so much and say nothing at all. I met these people. And I got called to know it all this week. And that's fine. I'm not complaining. That's fine. But it was just a moment where I like I wanted to sit down and educate the person about, you know, the difference. Because, you know, this was relating to a subject. It wasn't work. It was actually one of my offset hobbies that I'm pretty damn knowledgeable about. And it wasn't a castle in the air. It actually related to the conversation. And what I was talking about, you know, added merit to the conversation. But apparently my tone came off wrong. I mean, I didn't ask. I didn't inquire. I just kind of filed it away. And I said, well, I'm going to talk about this because it was kind of interesting to me. But the tone is very important. Your delivery, folks, your delivery of your message is always so, so important. You can say the exact same thing to someone three different ways and leave them feeling three different ways. Well, think about that. I said the same words. How can, how can it be different? Because your delivery. Our tone, our posture, how we approach someone, how we face someone, how we turn to someone how we used our hands in the conversation. All that matters. Absolutely all that matters. And maybe I did that wrong in this moment. Maybe I did. I don't know. I can't go back and look at it. I didn't go back and ask anyone else in that audience about why, you know, that comment was made or if I deserved it. I, I just filed it away and, you know, we can learn from mistakes. If I made mistakes, then I can go back and look at it and learn. But there's a difference in how you say things. Remember, like... In the long run, people will rarely, very, very rarely, even if you're like a prominent speaker, like a keynote speaker, you're, you're speaking in front of a lot of people, people will actually rarely remember what you actually said in any conversation. But they'll remember the mood of the room. They'll remember the temperature of the room. They'll remember how they felt when you spoke to them. And I think that's really the lesson here. That it's okay to know everything. But a few things, you know, don't represent the castle in the airs. Like, know your audience, know who you're talking to and know what you're talking about and make sure it matters to that moment. That's very important and a key difference in between, in between being a know-it-all and someone that is knowledgeable and wise. Read your room, know your audience, read your room, scan your surroundings. You'll get an amazing feel if you practice this of what kind of room you're in, what kind of audience you have in front of you. What kind of tone do I need here? Do I even need to speak? Often the answer is no. But, you know, reading that room, that's very important. And, and a kind of a difference. And maybe I did that wrong that day, and that's okay. But the second big point of this is that your tone, how you're, how you're delivering that message. 
That is vastly important and something that I think people often forget, especially if you're a leader of people, if you're a boss of any sort and you have a team underneath you and you are leading out there in the world. Pay attention to your tone. Pay attention to your delivery. You can change someone's entire day with how you say something, even bad news. If you're leading correctly, it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. And if you always say it in the right tone, if you're really good at delivery, what you have to say, even if it's bad, even if it's corrective, even if it's punishment, if it's a bad assessment, whatever, it will carry less weight in the end. So remember, like a wise person is selective about the knowledge that they, that they spout out into the world, you know? Make sure that it's, it's in the understanding of interest in, in, in the group that you're delivering to. The wise people in this world take into account the source. Of where did you get this information? That's another key one. We haven't talked about it yet. Now, where did you get that information? Dude, it might be wrong. It might be wrong. Don't always just absorb information. Like, research it. Be smart about it. Research it. Make sure if you're going to partake in a group conversation that you're saying correct stuff. You get this a lot, you know, with people that think they know the rules. The laws. The football rules. The baseball rules. The fans. I, I, I know the rules. That ref's an idiot. That umpire got it wrong. But they don't. So remember that. You know, wise people, you know, their evaluation of opinion and information, it's it's part of what, you know, it, it's part of what makes them a valuable source in their own right. They become a valuable source of advice and knowledge. And if you find yourself, you know, in a familiar ilk, a familiar group of people who are like-minded like you, you will garner that reputation of being someone who is wise, knowledgeable, and not a know-it-all. Now, this group I found myself in wasn't a familiar ilk that day, and that's fine. Again, this isn't about my moment. It's about that I experienced a moment, and it made me think and remember some of these concepts, the difference between being a know-it-all and being someone who's wise and knowledgeable. Because... Like, to me, if I wanted to simplify it down to very, very simple English, a wise person is a know-it-all who just doesn't act like a know-it-all. And I think that's kind of a beautiful way to say it. It's okay to be a know-it-all. It's okay to never end your education and just continue to learn and learn and learn and soak up and be a sponge in this world. And just don't act like it. And that's, that's about your delivery and tone. That's about knowing your audience. That's about taking into account your source. And if we do these things, if you do these things, you're going to find yourself being a wise, knowledgeable person. And it's really quite beautiful. So I appreciate everyone coming along with me tonight on this little rambling of me being called a know-it-all and understanding the difference between being wise, being smart, being educated, and just being a guy who people just want to shut up. Appreciate your time. We'll see you all here next week in the greenest grass.